0: You are now tuning in to Empower 610, where we power minds one episode at a time. One of our missions here is empowering the creatives, empower the community. By empowering the creatives and empowering the community,
1: our whole goal is to empower the culture. What is up, everyone? And welcome to another episode of Empower 610, where we
0: power minds one episode at a time.
1: And we are going to keep the guests coming and today we have a very special guest. Nice. What we got on the agenda today?
0: We got the big homie. He ain't local. He's global. Uh, he's internationally known. Uh, locally recognized. Okay. But he stay out here dropping gems and he's here to pull up on us. We got the homie Dennis Riddick. Let's go.
1: Let's go. Let's
2: go.
0: Round of applause in here. We need some energy. Let's go. So, we're excited to finally have this conversation. You're one of the first people to, to hit me up. And as soon as you hit me up, I was excited. We've known each other a long time. And just to keep it 100, I was looking forward to this opportunity to give you your flowers because I always appreciated seeing how you moved when I was out here moving as a young boy, Roman, acting crazy, but also being in college. And I can't even front. When I wrote a business plan for one to open a. a a lounge when I was in college, it was all because of the spot you had on 10th Street. Right. And visiting when I was in town, I'm like, yo, my man's really did it. <laughs> this means I could do it. Right. And I was, I was, I was hyped from that. You know what I'm saying? So just, uh, you know, you know, knowing you're a your relative to one of my best friends, MD and, and easy, you know, and you're a little bit older than me. I was like excited by that. So it's cool to have this opportunity to, to sit down, have a discussion, have you on the platform, where I know that by the end of this and people watching in, everyone's going to be empowered the same way, you know, me and some of the other homies were empowered. Absolutely. Good to be here.
2: I like what y'all doing, you know. Thank you. And I appreciate the opportunity to, uh, you know, just speak to to the community here.
0: Yeah, so let's start by telling everyone a little bit about yourself. Um, tell them a little about about your background. You know, where does your journey start? Obviously, I know a little bit of something uh, the people who may have seen you on other platforms know a little something,
2: right? But let's hear it in your own words. Yeah, absolutely. So my background, you know, I, I come from Allentown. This, you know, born and raised. Uh, my roots are, you know, down south roots. So I'm raised on those morals, right? Yeah, you know, down south, uh, Florida, Georgia. That's where my roots are from. Um, that's where, you know, I reside. You know, my family resided. Uh, we were born in Allentown. Big family. You know, Riddicks. I was blessed with two mothers that, you know, kept me on the right path, you know, steered me out that way, out that lane where my uncles and all that stuff, you know, that negativity um, resided, right? So basically, you know, just growing up around that, you know, I was able to, you know, create my own lane as far as, you know, getting into technology. You know, I started, you know, started small, you know, 12, 13, I would go up to Hess you know third floor play with the computers they used to kick me out all the time <laughs> but you know I can remember like it's yesterday you know you know that's you know I just found a love for computers uh, picking them apart you know programming them um, and then pretty much you know just going through high school you know I was able to get into some classes where you know they they recognized my skills as far as you know fixing computers things like that so I kind of helped around the schools right so that's You know, this is a high level where, you know, where, where I grew up and that's, you know, I got my love for computers, things like that. So, it's you know, I like to take things apart, put them back together. Right. So
0: it's been three months since Sincerely Jones. I've been talking about this mixtape for over 10 years, telling everyone on the Internet. Now I have all this pressure, these labels reaching out to me, rappers subbing me. I don't know if I can handle the pressure.
1: Are you even listening? Bro, I'm not a therapist. But that is why this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp,
0: the leading online therapy platform connecting you with over 30,000 licensed therapists.
1: Communicate through video, audio, or unlimited messaging.
0: BetterHelp offers you flexible options to communicate with your therapist.
1: With a simple questionnaire, BetterHelp will match you with the right therapist for your specific needs in as little as 48 hours. Start your mental health journey today with BetterHelp. Go to BetterHelp.com/slash/empower610 for ten percent off your first month of therapy with BetterHelp.
0: That's better dot com/slash/empower610. I want to touch on something real quick because, um, you know, I can honestly say, you know, coming from here and knowing the things that I've been into and just kind of seeing the environment here, and one thing, some of my old heads was always telling me, like. You know, don't fall into the to the Allentown trap. And, you know, sometimes it's easy to see people that had like potential and just maybe like didn't realize it to its fullest capability. And you mentioned about, you know, trying to keep your, you know, your head on straight and stuff like that. So what early on allowed you to kind of
2: lock in and focus and recognize like you were different and you were going to go get it what you wanted? Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, I growing up, you know, as a, you know, early, you know, 11, 12 year old, we, we played basketball, we played football. So I was, you know, I was, I was always playing sports regardless. So I got into sports early. Um, and like I said, you know, my, my love for computers, I was always creating, you know, make program a game. Right. So mm-hmm. we were programming yeah. games on Commodore 64, you know, Sega Genesis, things like that, where my love for sports actually started transitioning into to gaming. Right. So that's kind of where I kind of start focusing on, you know, just I played sports just because all my friends did. You know, the, the, those guys, you know, we I quit a couple times. They they came and got me, <laughs> things like yep. that. I can, I can remember, like, yesterday, like, I quit a, a few times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a couple of my uncles came and got me, dragged me back down to Allentown, A's field. <laughs> You're going to play football. you yep. too fast not to play. Yep. You know what I mean? So just being around, you know, the other guys, you know, seeing how good they were in sports, it kind of kept my competitive spirit up with them, You trying to keep up with these guys. You know, I, I I can start naming twenty names, but they know yeah, who word. they are, right? So, but at but that end of the day, it's like you know, just being around sports and things like that. You know, it, it's it, it was great in this area when we were growing up. So, you yeah. know, got, there were some good guys. Guys should have made you made the lead, things like that. It's just word. things happen. You know, a this, whole this, lot yeah. of talent out here, and I love a that. Lot of I love
0: that you mentioned the sports thing because you know, a lot of my friends I know from sports you know Mm -hmm. just playing basketball hooping all day i was a better baseball player than i ever was a basketball player i just didn't love it no more so i transitioned but i love the way the sports scene has changed so much here but then me being a whole uh you know what i call like a ratchet academic because i do work at higher ed you know i see this emphasis on sport and not necessarily on some of like the other things that you know kids may or may not need so mm-hmm. i think it's good that you mentioned that like yeah that competitive spirit and energy allo- allowed you to transition that to other areas and i feel like that's pretty much what i do as well so right. i feel like that's an important people that you know more people need to know about it's yeah. just you can apply what you've learned in sports to so many other things because you think about it what is it like point zero two percent make it to the professional level yeah you know what i mean, I mean so, for, yeah for
2: nba i mean obviously you know being around here i mean we had some nba players all day yeah facts. they you know they you know <laughs> they get caught up in certain things you know i i it's just the problem around here just get they don't have they have competitors but yeah. you're if you go out to philadelphia you go out to jersey wow we used to go to wildwood all the time and play with those guys, now you realize how you're not that good, right? So, right? It's not that you're not that good, it's just it's a different level. Yeah. You know, yeah. For, for for sports, you know, this is a good town, but you're playing against each other. Once you get to another level, where you're in Philly, California. Whole another
1: level of discipline. Sir. Jersey City.
2: You, Word. you know, played at all these places, and I was like, this, this ain't for me. Competition. Yo, <laughs> I mean, it's for me, different. but, you know, it's, it's definitely different, like, it, you know. So I kind of, you know, realized that early. It's like, I'm gonna have a backup plan. You know what I, mean? <laughs> yeah, word. I like computers, you know. This is what I'm gonna do. You know, I started early. It wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't as sexy as it is now. <laughs> but you word. Know, now it's cool to be in tech in technology, right? It's real cool to be a technology. You can see on Instagram, you got a bunch of you know technology influencers, you know, they flashing, you know, the, the cars, things like that. But you know, you know, if a kid's out there, you want you wanna get a technology don't even listen to that don't watch that stuff on instagram technology could really save you know save your life and it could change your life you know you could go from twenty thousand making seventy thousand that fifty thousand dollar jump without college you know doing a boot camp things like that that could change your life you don't have to have a million dollar you know you don't have to be making a million dollars a hundred you don't even have to make a hundred thousand mm. if you're coming from doing a warehouse job you're making twenty 000, thirty thousand and you jump to sixty 000, seventy thousand 70,000. Now, now you could buy a house. You know, you could do other things. Double up, triple up. Double up, triple up. Now, you know, but the way they're they're blasting it on Instagram and social media is like, oh well, you're going to become a millionaire because you're in technology. That's that's really not the case. But it will change your life. You know what I mean? It, it it could definitely change your life. You know, real quick.
1: So the one thing I definitely want to ask you. Um, I was checking out some of the other podcasts that you were doing. And a lot of the topics that you were talking about was with self-education and also finding the resources, especially when it comes to having the internet, having YouTube and even under your belt, you have a couple of certifications. Can you talk about how you went about finding out about that information uh, for for our viewers that might want to get into the tech industry?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So nowadays, I mean, me growing up, you know, getting into IT, you know, we always had certifications. It's more around, you know, if we were going to install a certain type of software, we mm-hmm. would have to get certified in order to install it. Nowadays, as, as things evolve, certifications are more based around trying to get into the industry, right? So it's right. trying, it's, it's more, you know, if we have an MSP, which MSP is basically, it's a managed service provider, right? So they specialize in Microsoft they specialize in Cisco. They specialize in cloud, like AWS, Azure. If they they specialize in that, they they're they're partner with like Microsoft. So if they're par- partner with Microsoft, they have to have a certain amount of headcount that are certified engineers, right?
1: Nice. In order
2: to bring them on on board and get that contract, they have to have say twenty certified engineers in order to partner with Microsoft.
1: So this is so this is the company. paying for you to get certified or is it do you have to pay for the certification
2: yeah i mean you could pay for it like if i'm if i'm not working if i'm in the healthcare industry Mm -hmm. and say i want to transition into it i could go out and get the certifications on my own i could go out self-study go on youtube you know take a a course on udemy uh wiz labs those those are the ones i you utilize so in my situation the company i was working for they actually paid for my certification Nice. They didn't pay for them, but they reimbursed me once I passed.
1: That, that's you the know, best I, type I, of situation. <laughs> so
2: yeah, it once you get once you get into an IT company like that, they'll actually you know pay for your training and things like that. That's the best way to get in. Ground floor, and then you get certified, certif- certified up. That's
1: right? one of the things that, that me and Nice talk about a lot is higher education versus self-education as well. Because even if you go into a corporate realm, or if you apply to a company and you're not really going into the entre- entrepreneurship realm, now a degree is just not enough. They're always right. looking for an extra set of certification. And even if you don't have a degree, they're looking for some type of extra um, experience. And they're always asking for that experience. And it's it's out there. That's the nice thing. It's just about kind of curating where to find it and going to the right place for it.
2: Right. There's, there's so many different certifications because you can have you could this field is so, you know, Granular, right? You can you can be in cybersecurity, right? Right. You could be in tech sales. You could be in, um, you know, cloud. You could be just you know an engineer for Microsoft, right? You but you could get certified in all of that. Where it comes down to where you want to lock in, you know, if I want to be a cybersecurity engineer, a cloud engineer. And once you once you're locked in, you can focus on like oh within within the cloud, I can say okay, I want to focus on security. I want okay. to focus on database. I want to focus on migrations. Now you lock into that, get certified in that. Now you'll have a specialty, you know, instead of having all these different certifications. Right.
1: And that's and that's great because it's it goes into, like, the topic about, like, adapting as, like, industry changes mm-hmm. happen because specifically with the tech industry, it's constantly changing. And most recently with all the new adaptations with AI, which I have a couple of questions to ask you about regarding that, right. um, it's it's just advancing more and more. So right. I imagine that in your position, you're always thinking on the realm of like, all right, how can I set myself apart from the other engineers and how can I learn more?
0: Definitely.
1: Another thing that I, I like that you also mentioned was that you like to ask questions. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit more about that right. as your experience um, going through 30 years of this industry, how did asking questions or going to a certain person or just kind of having that experience, how did that help you move forward?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, so when I say asking questions, I'm more, you know, I'm I'm more talking about linking up with a different group. Say, for example, I come in as a pre-sales engineer, pre-sales engineer really, they'll go on site, you have a customer, they have a problem. You come in, you document their solution, right? That you want to present to them. You don't, you're not really asking questions it's more. I'm not a pre-sales engineer, but our company needed a resource. So I jumped in, you know, for the, to back up whatever resource wasn't available. Now I'm learning, I'm asking questions for this on the sales team, right? How do we do this? How does the customer like to, to, to run their, you know, their architecture, how do like they design, what are some of the pain points? And then we get down to you know uh, providing a solution for that customer, you know. So just coming on board, where if I come on board to a new new customer and I don't know this this uh, product, right? I try to get up the speed, ask questions, you know, with that with another team that already had done this for another customer, right? And that's how you learn certain things that you don't you know you don't know when you're coming on uh, certain customers, right. or if you don't know a product. Mm-hmm. I would say if you don't know a product or uh, a technology um, Just dealing with You know People that have already been there In your organization You want to ask questions for them And then you know Find a solution for that customer Right
0: And that, that's a Not way it sit back Right that, That's a way of hacking Right Like because When you think about now Right We got Google Imagine like People You know Us having Google When we were like 15 16 years old Didn't really exist mm-hmm. So You have answers to anything you need right but now information is way too accessible right. whereas you know, there's an ocean of information so you know I love that you say that because I'm always telling people like it's one thing to look up information because but it's easy to create information I can show you I can manipulate Google tonight and put out a lie. Absolutely. too easy to manipulate information so yeah. like what you're saying find an expert find somebody who has more knowledge than you ask mm-hmm. the right questions and now you're hacking and saving time and being more efficient uh, more efficient. Sure. You know, versus just kinda like searching in the ocean by yourself. Sure.
1: And my question to you is, how do you find that expert and how do you know it's what are like the red flags in your opinion to know that, all right, this may be not the the person to go to for this type of certification, uh, because there's a lot of gurus out there, not only in the tech space, but in a bunch of industries that are just trying to sell sell (laughs) you, sell you a course. Exactly. So it's like, how do I know where am I going to put my money at and actually get back?
2: Yeah. What's worth it. Yeah. And that's tough right now because everybody's an expert. Everybody's on TikTok. They'll they'll read something on YouTube and they become an expert overnight. Right. So you, you really got to sift through, through the BS. <laughs> or you have to sift through the BS. You gotta do your due diligence. You know, if you see something on TikTok and they're talking about some certain technology, like you go back to Google, look them up, see what their LinkedIn looks like, look, you know, see how much you know experience they have before you buy that product, right? Right. That course, whatever it is. You really wanna do your due diligence. Look at the reviews, things like that. Uh there's a um there's an app out there now where you can actually review boot camps.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so
2: you, you go on a boot camp. It's it's, it's kind of like a, uh, reviews for like restaurants where you, like, right, Yelp, like Yelp. Right? It's like a Yelp, wow. um, but you're actually it's called uh, Career Karma, right? Oh, yep, I'm familiar. Career I Karma. And basically, you go on there, you'll type in a, a, a course, and they'll come back and say, okay, well, this is you know this has so so many reviews. Well, you have experts behind the scenes. That are reviewing all these boot camps. Mm. So credit, I mean I say credit karma, but uh <laughs> career karma is definitely a number one resource that I, I I like to use when I recommend, you know, some type of boot camp or a course. Yeah, and we'll de- doing their do That's bills. a
0: gem yeah. right there. I hope y'all paying attention because yeah. class is in session.
1: Yes, and we'll definitely put that in the description for our followers to definitely tune into that because that mm-hmm. those type of websites are always good to filter out. All, all the BS that's out there. Right. Um,
0: and I love that you said that because I be up on that stuff too, right. which is why I like, you know, your content and talking with you and working at a university, I be trying to tell some of the students that and they look mm-hmm. at me like I'm bugging because they haven't heard it in a class. Yeah, Like, well, right. what do you know about it? I'm like, listen,
2: <laughs>
0: you're in a classroom on books. You're already 10 years behind with right. what they're teaching you. Yeah, I'm really on these internet streets yeah. <laughs> talking to different experts and I'm allowing you space and time to hack and find these things yeah. and it's like i'm i'm the nut i'm the nut job like, <laughs> this guy looks crazy so right. but that's important we'll definitely make sure we put that in the uh, description so you can utilize that and i know i've seen you post different codes to other classes that you recommend as yeah, well Absolutely. so we'll definitely put those up too okay
1: yeah on on top of that like there is a there's a couple of, of big brand names under your belt And one of the questions that I wanted to ask you was, out of curiosity, when you got to work with those brands, Mm -hmm. um, for example, the JP Morgan, we have also uh, IBM on there. Mm -hmm. And you even uh, worked with the company that worked uh, with Dell as well. So when you're working with those type of companies, are you specifically tailoring your needs and what you have under your belt to work with them before you actually do make the approach or how does that happen because these are big name brands that they just wouldn't hire just anybody
2: yeah definitely. so i mean the approach there i mean because ibm was my first job right mm-hmm. coming out of you know coming out of college my first job was ibm as a contractor at Lucent technology so i kind of got lucky but at the end of the day you know once you put that on your resume it's a little you know the path is a little smoother mm-hmm. you know i made sure you know i i i did a, a lot of work you know but you know as far as you know it's getting in with IBM i mean that kind of paid my way paid, know, yeah paid to do a couple, dues. couple projects like JP Morgan you know Dell E.M. well it used to be EMC before that it, you know now it's Dell uh, but that's a huge storage company disaster recovery you know, and they became popular after 9-11, right? So after 9-11, everything shifted from one site. Now you need to have two sites, right? If, mm-hmm. if you fail here, if that, uh, that that data center comes down, we got to re- recover over here, you know, instantaneously. So you have synchronous data that's being replicated, you know, um, with zero downtime. You know, you have a server here. A server over here has to be brought uh, back up right away. Right. So,
1: yeah. And just thinking about all, all of that impact, because that's one of the impacts that people didn't think about 9-11 as well is how business it changed, how business operated moving forward. Um, speak to us a little bit more about your experience, especially your personal experience working in New York at the time.
2: Yeah. So work, working in New York was great. I mean, you know, um, I was commuting, you know, I, I would commute like two or three days a week. You know, I work from home a couple days a week. Um, this is before work from home, I mean, but, you know, they realized, you know, I was I was from Pennsylvania. A lot, a lot of people did. It. I was, you know, I was commuting, you know, uh, on a bus here uh, from Pennsylvania, New York. Great experience. You know, I was young. You know, I had a lot of energy. So it wasn't a problem getting on the bus, you know, taking a nap and you're you're in your downtown New York. Right. Um, working for J.P. Morgan um, it was a great experience as far as, you know, meeting people. I was on Wall Street. So I made a lot of good, you know, connections there. I learned a lot of, you know, technology, you know, on on the fly, right? So you had to be, you had to be fast. You had to be, you know, uh, welcoming as far as new technology, things like that. Because on the Wall Street, I mean, on on the trading floor, it's a fast-paced environment. You got people yelling, screaming. You know, no, it's it's crazy. Wolf if of Wall so, Street. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not whole oh, different animal. Yeah, it's it's you know, I'm, I'm fixing computers. Some you know, if, if a guy can't get to his application, his email, they're screaming. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, so yeah. You're dealing with a lot of personalities, a lot of a lot of a lot of that. So it came, it became a um, obsession with me, just making sure I got things right, making sure you know we're serving our customers, things like that, which is you know Wall Street. So. Just, you know, becoming <laughs> coming out of that, you know, I just became, you know, I I, I became focused. You know, focused, you know, I, this is what I wanna do. You know, I'm off the trading floor. Now it's more slow paced. Yeah. But now yeah. it's like I, I could, it's like Mayweather, I can see them punches. <laughs> oh yeah. This is you know, and I'm I'm in the zone, right? You are in the zone, you know, Ooh. once you once you get technology down packed like that, you feel like, you know, you could work anywhere, you could do anything, right? And I, I just you know, just coming out of there, you know, it was great. You know, after 9-11, I end up, you know, <clears throat> I end up saying, okay, well, I want to do something different, right? <laughs> so, yeah. You know, even though I'm good at this, 9 uh, that you know, it just shocked, shocked everybody. And I was like, you know, I got to do something different, you know? So I ended up, you know, I ended up open opening a bar, you know, with my sister here in downtown Allentown. You know, it was, you know, a corner bar, you know, you know, we uh pretty much... Uh, How can I say it? We got to cut that But We pretty much <laughs> We pretty much uh, Evacuated everything and, and You know Just working in New York I would see all these lounges Things like that I would go into these You know these parties yep. And I'm like Oh this, this lounge Just this dark lighting You know nice You know furniture This is what I want to do Word You know this is what I want to create a lounge In Allentown We don't have this We don't have dark lighting We don't have smooth music you know Facts. we just got bars we got bars with you know beer you know nah. alcohol That's it. we don't have champagne service we don't have wine service we don't have good food you know what yep. I mean? so Facts. that that became my passion for a couple years 2 3 years and um i liked it you know i just i was young and you know um i didn't really know the industry like that but it, it was definitely an experience you know i try to i try to give give away too much stuff things like that <laughs> I, you know it's customer service like customer service around here if you bring in you know you bring in five guys with you you know a couple ladies from out of town I'm, just, I'm just, you're not paying for nothing right? yeah for sure so for, for, me, for me it's that's all about customer service you, you're showing me love I'm gonna show you love back you know and that's you know that's why my bar you know a lot of people like my bar because I actually, you know, gave back to the customers when they came in. Right. They brought people like out of town people, like and a lot of people from New Jersey, New York. To this day, I'll see them. They're like, okay, well, when you open a bar back, <laughs> <laughs> I hear it. We, we, we need you. It's it's been it's been happening forever. Um, but yeah, it was definitely an experience. You know, I, I got out of technology for a couple of years, and and it worked out. So you
0: were you were ahead of your time though with that approach. Like I said, at that time, I was in college right. studying business. So, and obviously I was involved in a lot of other things at the time as well, but you were ahead of your time. So I knew like every time I came into town, I always pulled up on a Friday or Saturday, hung out, we, we chatted a little bit, but I love that because it was seeing that it was allowing like the learning that was taking place for me to make more sense, right. to have that customer service approach. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying you were ahead of your time because... I don't know that our community, everyone was really ready for that here yet. Yeah, yeah. The way that is, if you did it now, right, it would hit way different yeah. than back then because you were ahead of your time. Yeah, yeah. But but I feel like um, you just said how you took a little bit of time off from tech and you did that. Right. I'm sure like through that whole process, you learned a lot and it also made you hungrier on the on the tech side as well. Would you right. say?
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely it definitely made me hungrier just to get back in tech. You know, being away from, you know, your passion, you're doing this on a day-to-day basis for, you know, five to six years, and you take a break, and it's like, okay, well, I got to get back into this. This is my bread and butter. You know, <laughs> it's worried. your bread and butter, because, you know, being in the, you know, the restaurant industry, like, you got a lot of expense. You got food. People don't see that behind the scenes. You got to pay for liquor. You got to pay for, you know, all this food. You got to pay for your employees, bouncers. I had a couple of bouncers on the weekend. Yep, yep. You know, so all that adds up, like you're making money, but you're also pull, pulling that out. Right. So it's like, let me get back into tech and try to do both at the same time. Try to try to balance it. Right. Yeah. It that didn't really work because once I'm into something, I'm into it hundred percent. I didn't really have a partner, you know, that, that I could leave there. So, you know, I, I ultimately sold my liquor license, you know, to a, a gentleman on, uh, on Hamilton Street. Uh, he opened a, you know, kind of like a pizza bar shop. But it, but it was definitely a good good experience, you know, and it, and it brought out my passion again for technology, right? So once I got back into it.
0: So would you do it again? Like like <laughs> circling back around, knowing what you know and what you experienced, could we see you doing something like that again uh, like in yeah. the near future?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm, I'm looking to retire in a couple of years. Okay. Um, so once I retire, I'll probably, you know, get back at a restaurant. You know, I might go to school for culinary. Ooh, okay. You know, trying to be a chef. But, That'd you know, if I don't do that, I'll probably do, you know, I'll probably get in some type of restaurant. <laughs> I can see you doing that and evolving
0: <laughs> into a cooking show at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, we're, we we be producing. We mess around and be Let's get it. producing your chef show and right. be in the restaurant recording live. I see people walking by here,
1: waving mm-hmm. yep. at us and stuff. So. <laughs> you you heard it here first, the Empower <laughs> Lounge, coming soon. <laughs> Hold hey. well, <laughs> up. Well, Get your I'm hookah saying. and your interview. <laughs> hookah and an interview. Oh, interview. Wow.
0: Yo, no. you want to be hookah Joe Budden so bad. <laughs>
1: That's crazy. The, yeah. the one thing I definitely want to ask, because, like, are, did you apply any of the skills that you learned in the tech industry um, with your entrepreneurship journey? Because you 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 dove into entrepreneurship. Right. Um, so what were some of the things that you brought uh, into running your own business at the time?
2: Yeah, I would say you know just dealing with a lot of multiple personalities in tech. You know, in tech, you gotta you, your people are calling you up. You know, you're they're asking you to fix this. They're asking you to fix that. You got to deal with them, you know, personalities. Some some guys might be more laid back. Other guys, you know, they might be more forceful, right? Yeah. So just being in tech like that, you know, dealing with customers helped me out, you know, with, with other um, businesses that I, you know, I, I started up. You know, especially in the restaurant industry, that's really, you know, the bar industry is really about customer service. You know, mm-hmm. you don't see that a lot nowadays. It's like, you know, they just take, take, take. You know, I, I hate to say it. They take, take, take. They don't give back. When I was in the, you know, the bar business, you know, like I said, people used to come in, you know, guys from out of town. They used to bring a lot of their friends in, things like that. i throw them a bottle. You know, nobody yeah. knew, but I would throw them a bottle. Yo, yeah. this for you. You know, thanks for bringing the people in. You know, boom. Now you, you're making relationships. Yeah. Even though you're, you're, you're giving away that bottle, they're going to bring in more customers. So you're going to recoup that. On the back end, right? You, you might not get on the front end, but you're, yeah. making, yep. you're making somebody feel, you, I'm making you feel special. You come in and you bring five, six people. Hey, let me talk to you. Let me grab this bottle for you. Boom. Exactly. For you. Big fat. You know I mean, make make, make people, you got to make people feel special when they come in and spend money in your place. Oh, well, yeah. Gold I givers that nowadays. Go
0: givers sell more. Absolutely. And that's a book, actually. Of course, I got to quote <laughs> a book. But that was a book I read in advertising. and I mentioned it on the podcast before. So if you're into that, trust me, it works. You give away, you
2: always get it back 20 20 times further. You can't give everything away. Facts. But, but, you know, you got to limit yourself, you know, but you definitely want to... Your main customers, you definitely want to make them feel special. So they're coming back all the time, right?
1: And I think the one thing that people noticed, especially small business owners during COVID, is how, like, tech is becoming a part of every industry. Mm -hmm. Right. And the reason why i say that is because now with everything being more automated with whether it be a pos system um all of this different information data is huge and i don't think small business owners utilize the data that they collect yeah. they don't. compared to corporations cuz com- corporations will buy data yeah. just to grow yeah and that's so dive in into a little bit of uh, how important data is in this tech world right. and how small business owners can kind of utilize that to build a system mm-hmm. and be able to collect data from their customers to be able to provide that
2: customer experience right. yeah we're doing that now right so we've been doing that data I, like I, I was on another co- podcast and the guy you know he's talking about you know sales and all that and i was telling him behind the scenes data is most important to everything right that's you're collecting your data you're you're, you're, Everybody's taking pictures. Everybody's uploading to the Facebook. You're buying certain products. You know, mm-hmm. that's all data. And, and you know how they're doing it. It's, AI's been around for twenty years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Facebook been around for twenty years. Before, before Facebook, we had MySpace. That was AI, That's an AI backend, right? It's artificial artificial intelligence. Where it's computer generated images, things like that. So if I'm uploading an image of sneakers, right? Yeah. Guess what's gonna happen? You're gonna you're gonna start seeing ads on your computer for the sneakers that you were looking at. And you're wondering why? Oh, why is this coming up? Yeah. Now when you're flipping through, you go on Facebook and you're scrolling. Guess what you're gonna see? You're gonna see that sneaker. Yeah. You're gonna yeah. see an ad because that's that data was already generated through AI. Yep. To you know basically it's serving serving back to from a database. Where, okay, this guy, he, he visit a, a cookie on website. a website. Is The cookie right. tracks what you're looking at. Yep. So now they're going to spit that information back to your website or whatever yep. you visit that day. It's going to be, okay, you're going to keep seeing this. You're going to keep seeing that sneaker. non You're going to keep seeing that sneaker. <laughs> that shirt, that blouse that you looked at on Fashion Nova, guess what? You're going to start seeing that <laughs> blouse you. on Instagram. Yep. You're going to wonder why. Like, oh, why am I seeing this? Because it's AI. That data is, is is tracked through a cookie. Anytime anything you visit, is tracking it and it's and it's responding back to your, your whatever you're visiting on the web. We're not talking about your phone. Yeah, <laughs> word. Ain't no and chips phone. Ain't no AI's, AI's been around for years because the FBI's been using CI's been using it for word. since the seventies and eighties. People are talking about AI now, that's been around. Well, yeah. It just absolutely. it just came more it of more more consumer
0: based now. That's yes, all that's absolutely. all it is. It's now yeah. We can all talk about so it. So it's
2: not taking over your job. It's not doing none of that. <laughs> you know, it's helping you do your job. Oh, right. yeah. It's going to help like, you do your, AI is going to help you do your job. Nothing's going to be able to take over your more job. More efficient. Right. It's more efficient, you know, le- less searching, less less data, and less access, right? It's going to get faster for you. Anything you need to do is going to get, AI is making things faster for you. Man. That's all it's doing. It's not taking over anybody's, you know. Word. No job, no health care, none, none of that. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> me, me and Nice have a background with marketing. And then it's funny because I, I would speak to people and sometimes they'll, they don't understand how like certain ads appear of like things that they spoke about. They're like, I haven't even searched it up. Right. And I tell them, it's like, well, your phone's constantly listening to you right. because that app that you gave permission for the microphone, yep. right. it's on while you're talking. So I mean. you bring up a specific brand. Guess what's going to pop up? If, especially yeah. if they have a campaign behind it. Right. And oh, it's you, and the, they're like, "Well, I can just turn it off, right?" And, and then I tell them, "I'm like, well, you want to upload a video to Facebook, <laughs> right. to Instagram? Well, you can't turn it off because they need access to your mic. Right. So it's like almost like a catch-22, and it's it's kind of genius the way they they made it mm-hmm. um, to be able to sell ads, and that's the biggest thing. Um, when it comes to keyword targeting because now the AI bots recognizing all of these um, voice right. and putting those ads behind it and that I think that's that's the one part that small business owners need to understand a little bit better is how to kind of adapt to that technology moving forward to be able to operate like a big corporation because these corporations are constantly looking at those different type of changes.
2: yeah and, and, uh, and, yep and there, and are you know if I have a restaurant here, Mm -hmm. You know, I know if a a user comes, you know, a customer comes in, the way they can track that is, you know, in their database, they can have a database. Okay, this user, you know, uh, nicely came in X, Y, and Z. He purchased X, Y, and Z. So I know now in my database, when I have a special, he's buying, you know, five cups of this type of coffee uh, on a Tuesday at 3.30 p.m. Now I want to get him to come in on a Wednesday. Yep. So I'm gonna run a special based off that data that we analyzed, and fed it back. Now I'm gonna send him an email yep. and say, okay, well we're, we have we're having a sale now because you're not coming in on a Wednesday. Yep. To get that coffee, I'm gonna give it to you two dollars cheaper.
0: Yeah. Instead
2: of five dollars, you're paying three dollars. Now you're gonna bring your friends in. Let me treat you to a coffee. What I got? Yep. And you know, so you're selling more. You know, <laughs>
0: a fine a have fine fun. example of this that I used to break down and I teach us in the classroom all the time is like Panera, where they'd be like, oh, I use the my Panera card. And yeah, you're tracking every single purchase. But what they do is they put a fork in the road. They'll give you something that they notice you buy habitually, and then they'll throw in either something free or deeply discounted on something they want you to try. That's a hot ticket item Mm. to try to expand your average customer worth. Right. And yeah. I would teach this and they'd be like, no way. And I'm like, well, bro, what you think that card is? Yeah. <laughs> you think you're getting bonus like credits yeah. <laughs> or you're shopping at the store and those coupons you get in the mail. That's custom based on your habits. You know, the power habit, Charles Duhigg, another book, is a great example of how data is used to program people's habits to you know expand how much they're spending.
1: And, and what's crazy to me is like a lot of restaurants come and go around this area, especially. Mm-hmm. And we understand like cost is a big thing. But I truly believe that they're just not using all the, all the tools that we have or, or even bothering to learn how to utilize that. Because if they were collecting that data, they right. would take it up a whole nother level. If, if there was a, a, a restaurant in this specific area that was going that route, I, I can believe that they would start a chain that could yeah. create. You would see it start popping up everywhere because once they have that system down, you can replicate that system and turn it into a franchise.
2: Yeah. It, yeah, that kind of leads into, like, healthcare, the way healthcare uses the Epic system. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Epic's the same deal. Like, they just started rolling out Epic, mm-hmm. where it collected all this data over the years. Now, when they come in, they don't have to check in, none of that, because they have all that data from that, you know. Yep. They know what, you know, when you check in, they know what you're allergic to. They know all your, they have all your data. You have an app. Yep. It gets all your meds. They can look at yep. That's called Epic, right? So that's, that's the way healthcare is using technology. That's the way restaurants should be using their technology. They should know their customer. They should be customer, more customer-related around the technology.
1: Yeah, and th- so. I think this is a great a great time to shout out also La Vida Cafe, where we're uh, shooting this current episode at. So shout out to Eli. We're definitely going to help you <laughs> out, brother.
0: Yeah, word. No, I, I love cafe. it. La Vida Cafe. So far, I've had people come in that have watched the other episodes and They've grabbed sandwiches and stuff, and they're like, yo, that food's mad good. I got to make sure I, I go down there. I've driven past that a million times. I never stopped in there to eat, and then they eat. So once they try it, they like it.
1: Yeah, and one, one of the things I told you, Eli, I was like, keep track of what you're getting most in sales. Because when you do that, you know what to put in the front picture of your menu. If there's this particular burger, like in this case, like the Six Burger, And, you know, out of your five burgers, the six burger is the one that sells the most. That's the one you need a picture on. That's the one you want an ad on Facebook or Instagram and collect that data when they come in, Um, especially since a lot of people work downtown here. You could even ask them like, hey, put your name and then also the company you're working for. So then eventually you can create a company discount for any of those workers that are coming here. And now you are, are attracting a lot more people.
0: Yeah, nonstop. Different. He just quoted the Six Burger because that's his favorite. And he thinks he's Peruvian Drake, and he be trying to say he's from the Six and all that. So, yeah, I see what you're doing. You're not slick.
1: Hey, it's Poppy Pisco, bro.
0: <laughs> I'm not even about to say what I normally say when you say that to me. So, I'm not about to fry you up in front of company. I'm going to enjoy this victory this week. So, I'm going to chill. <laughs> yes, sir. This was, your, this was your one free pass for 2023.
1: Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so i actually have Good stuff i have a quote i came across um specifically because for someone that's trying to get into the tech industry i think this is something that they can come across and it could kind of halt them or kind of make them take a second look and it's all these articles that are coming out regarding the layoffs yeah. and uh this one specifically is from nerd wallet uh the title was tech layoffs are really rising and here's why and it's an article that actually got posted in July 21st. And the quote says, as of July uh, 6, a total of 833 companies have laid off workers in 2023, according to, to layoffs.fyi, which tracks layoffs in the tech industry. So you being in the industry, have you had any friends that have been affected by this or what ha- advice would you give to anyone getting into the industry or even that are currently in the industry?
2: Yeah. So for tech layoffs, um, we, we can basically say, you know, tech layoffs always been happening, you know, after, you know, the pandemic, uh, what, what companies were doing, they were hiring a lot of people work from home, you know, they ramp, were ramping up because now you're having all these cyber attacks. People are working from home or VPN into work. So now you're, you no, know, they're, they're getting hit with viruses, malware, ransomware. So we're hiring all these people to protect all that data, right? So they hired a lot through the 2020s, 2021s. Now, in order to recomp for that, they're starting to lay people off. Now, here's the deal with the layoffs, it's more technology company related, right? Mm-hmm. It's not mm. MSP partner related, right? So you still have those jobs. In the partner space, you still have those jobs in healthcare, finance, other industries, just not the tech companies. Got right? So it. the tech companies are laying off, not the other industries. And that's where I try to tell people to focus their job search on. Everybody wants to get into Microsoft, Google, you know, LinkedIn, the, the, the big ones, the big right. ones. Focus on the other industries. Healthcare is not going to Healthcare is yeah. probably hiring the yeah. most. Technology yeah. professionals there is, right? That's not going to healthcare's is not going to, right? No, yep. people are not going to stop getting sick. Healthcare finance. Those are the top two. Yeah. That's where you want to focus. Really? Let's say three healthcare, financial and MSPs, which is managed service providers. You want to be in those industries. Yep. If you're in the technology, they're not laying off. You get certifications based on what their, you know, what their target industry is. And you'll be safe, you know? Yeah. Tech companies are laying off, right? Not, not. I mean, other other industries are, but I'm, I'm giving you the top three where, you know, you're pretty safe. To, and, and here, I skip one, right? Government contracting. Mm. Yeah, one. <laughs> That's the number one. Government contracting. If you can get, you know, if you can get it in the government sector, they're always hiring, right? So you can get government contracts. You can get in, you know, with, uh, a Security clearance. If I could do it all over again, yeah, I would go to you know one of the militaries, army, navy, whatever, mm. just to get security clearance. Go there for four years. You don't have to stay in. You know, stay get 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 there through technology. Now you're security cleared. You can get you can get Sheesh. any government opportunity. That is amazing. Give yeah. you all, that's a, that's a you hack. Give it that's a hack. I, if I would back go back in industry, I would go through the military. Big hack energy. Right. To yes, get, to get a. Uh, Into a government contract.
1: That's 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 great advice right there. The one also thing that you mentioned in another um, interview that you had was the fact that uh, job hopping also helped you out with gaining the experience, so that way in your next job, right, you have more experience and you have more on the resume. So tell me how you went with that approach, right? And how do you think it would be different if you would have stayed with the same company?
2: Yeah. So. My thing is, you know, for job hopping, I mean, it's, it really depends what part of technology you're in. Like, if you're a software engineer, I mean, being somewhere long term could help you out. Like, you, you're growing more into software, you know, the, you're building up their, their applications, things like that. That's a good, you know, that's a good sector of technology where you can stay long term. Um, any other thing, you know, any any other, you know, field like cybersecurity, you know, networking, things like that. I feel like, you know, you're you, you're always going to hit a a, a a stopping point where you can't get, you know, you can't get nowhere, right? So now you got a job, you gotta you got move jobs, get certified, get as many skills as you can, get it on your resume, and that's how you're gonna you, you know that's how you're gonna double your salary. That's how you're gonna triple your salary. You know, uh, being at the same organization, you're not going to you're not going to you're only you're only going to get to a certain uh, level. Yeah, that's you, know, you got to move. You got to move.
0: Is there a certain time that you would recommend that folks should strategically start preparing mm-hmm. and updating their resume
2: to make that that leap? Would I would say? start day one. <laughs> I, <hear that. laughs> I would start day one. Start day one. You know, learning, learning their their technology, learning how their infrastructure set up. Document it. You know, document everything. Once you learn something, create a visual diagram. Okay, this is what I learned today. Every day you're learning something new. You document that. It only takes fifteen minutes. I learned this today, put it in a spreadsheet, put it in a visual diagram, and put it on your resume every time.
1: Similar to journaling.
2: <laughs> yeah, so definitely so similar to journaling. Because if you if you don't if you don't document it, you're gonna forget what you did. That's you know, you're gonna forget yeah. what you did. And and I learned a lot of things and I didn't, you know, I didn't document everything. Like I'm not going to sit here and say, well, I did this and I did that. I did. I I lost a lot of skills, a lot of opportunities because I did it, but I just didn't know how to, you know, articulate it once I got on that on the interview because I forgot the information right now. If you get on, you go on the interview and you got, you know, okay, I did X, Y, and Z. This was my problem. This was my solution. You could take that notes when you're interviewing, you're in an interview, whether it's video or phone, you can yep. have your notes up and they ask you, OK, well, tell me about a problem you had. and What was the solution? You got it right here. documented.
1: <laughs> right. So he you're reading him. that right
2: off of the interview. You can read. You can use your, your notes. Yeah. And you could tell the interviewer, oh, Look, I'm looking at here's I'm looking at the notes because I documented what I did. And I can't remember. You're not going to remember everything that you did. That's so there's a document. I, I go in the interview. I'm like, OK, well, let me pull up the documentation that we had. You know, for this this issue that we came up
1: with, let me pull out the
2: receipts real yeah, quick. Yeah, <laughs> and I and I'll share my screen. And I can show you. Here's <laughs> the documentation. That's so, good. Absolutely. 4K. People don't realize that it's like okay when well, they think they got to know everything by heart yep. to go on yeah. those interviews. You really don't. Like you could pull your notes up and tell them like, look, this this is what we did. How we documented. Here's you know the visio, the solution. Here's it. It's right here. I can show you it. This is what I did.
1: Yeah, even when I worked on like my resume every now and then, mm-hmm. I I sometimes forget about yeah. certain things that I did. And then I'm I, like, oh, yeah. that's right. I did do this. Yeah. And I can I can just imagine how many things I actually did forget that I never included in there. So documenting that is definitely
2: right. really good advice. Yeah. And you're going to forget, like when you're on a job, you, you're not going to know everything. Like yeah. me, for me, I don't know. Every- I go on a job. I, OK, I don't know this technology, but I'm going to ramp up. Right. Mm-hmm. I tell the interview, I'll ramp up, you know, I have the documentations on the site. Like I'll, I'll definitely be able to put that in a POC. I'll be able to, you know, create a lab. And then we can do that before we put it in production. Cause anytime you're on a job, you're not, you're going to look at documentation before you fix an issue. Yep. Exactly. You know, you got to tell the interviewer that look, look, we fixed the issue, but we didn't know off the top of our head. You know, we looked up the documentation. We opened the ticket with the customer, with Microsoft, and, you know, they helped us out with the solution. That's what you're going to do in, a, in, in real life. You're going to create it. Yep. If you got a, a SEV-1 ticket. What's the SEV-1? Is mean your system's down. You can't, if users can't access, you're going to open a ticket with Microsoft. Mm-hmm. The server's down. Let's open a ticket and then we'll get the solution. You know, what you want, what they really want to see is how you're going to react to that yep. problem. They don't care that you don't know how to fix it right away. Yep. Because they don't know how to fix it right away. They're going to open the ticket yep. and they're going to say, okay, well here's the solution. We need to collect these logs, this data. How many users were accessing the system at that time? Boom. We're going to come back and say, okay, this is the solution. Or let's try X, Y, and Z to get the system back up.
0: It's all all order of operations because they're going to want to see, like, how are you actually, what is your process of going through things to actually get to a solution? And you can't always solve problems without having all relevant data because you might triage and try to solve for one thing. And you're missing all this important stuff and you're solving for some wasting time and all oh, that doesn't work. Correct. So now you're trying to solve this whole other thing with the wrong without knowing the, you know, assessing the issue properly. And now you're wasting time. And we all know with these big companies, how they use data. Yeah. If you wasting their time, they're not making money. Mm-hmm. Facts. And we're not hiring you. Right.
1: That is very true. <laughs> and I think this is a perfect transition into our hip hop segment of the show. Okay. So nice. What questions are we about to ask? Them?
0: <laughs> well... First and foremost, let's talk about, like, right now. You know, who are you listening to right now? What's what's getting you motivated in the morning? You know, I, I do see some different things that you post from time to time. We talk music. Yeah. I know you like to stay up on yeah. on stuff. You don't... You're not, like, somebody who's on the... Yeah. I'm only listening to 1994 when that's it. Nope. You know? I mean. And that's what, I appreciate that, because yeah. I know I be listening to
2: stuff. My yeah. students introduce me to stuff. So, you know, what, what you listening to right now? I know it's, it's you know, the, the kids nowadays, I mean, they got... They don't have what we had, but yeah. you can't blame them, right? So they they got what they got. We had what I, we we yeah People didn't like our our music. We had N W A. You know, yeah. We we, look, what's N W A? We yep. we didn't listen to that. <laughs> we got Snoop Dogg talking about um smoking. You know what I mean? Yep. We you know they ain't like that. So yep. we we ridicule our hip hop as well. So yep. you can't ridicule these kids nowadays for what they listen to. That's I have true. a twenty four year old. So. <laughs> I'm listening to what he's listening to, you know, and and at the end of the day, it's like you got to you got to understand these kids grew up, you know, in a bad situation. So they're they're making good out of bad. You can't keep knocking them down for the music they're making. That's fast. At the end of the day, they're artists. They're they doing what they know to stay out the streets where it's either they stay in the streets and we knock them for that or they make the music to stay out the streets. They're taking care of families. They're taking care of cities. You yep. know, you know these guys. You know, Lil Dirk and those guys. Look, they, you know, they got Chicago on the map right now. You know nice. what I mean? They, they, they got kids out of, you know, they got kids out of the hood. You know, they get they getting people people to go to school, things yep. like that. They might not be rapping about that. You know, they drilling and all that. But his music is changing up. You know, yep. he's helping kids in, in the community, things like that. So you, you, at the end of the day, I like the young guys. Yeah. You know. We grew up on great music, you know. Facts. For what we think is great, these kids think this music is great. Yep. So you gotta, you gotta. It's a balance, man. You know, it's, it's, it's hard. And then you got older kid, older guys like me. <laughs> they're saying, okay, we don't listen to that, and it, 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 let them kids be the artists they want to be. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Can't force they're, it. they're doing something. You know, they're doing something productive. At the end of the day, they're not, in, you know, they're not doing this and they're not doing that. Yep. They're trying to do the, the best of the way they know how. Is to, music they're in that studio
1: you heard that nice know. so next time you'll be like what you do don't you know, know nothing about that we'll remind you
0: about this interview you remind <laughs> me. You still don't know nothing about it like I'm not shaming you I listen to new stuff old yeah. stuff shoot there's no tell I mean I listen to stuff from before my time but I heard you mention uh, you know Lil Durk so I'm guessing um, you know he's
2: on your list what other artists um, are on your list that you're listening to new artists or are we talking yeah, about new artists new artists yeah. Oh man I like Lil Durk I like Gunna I like yeah. I mean, I, I like the you know little baby, little baby, little baby. Got, yeah. They got some good beats, man. It's like yeah, you just going to gym, <laughs> my energy, like, yep. The, yeah, the headphones knocking. Like I like the Definitely. beats, you know. I'm not always listening to what they saying, yeah. you know. But the beats are and the delivery. beats are good. The delivery's good, you know. Yeah. It's 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 a different type of vibe, man. It's a different music right now, um, but I'm you know my son listened to it so. I kind of uh, take take in some of it, right? I just yeah. don't get caught up in all the negative, you know, negativity Stuff that around comes it. With it. Right. Exactly. Yeah, because so. the media will have you hating everything.
0: Yeah, to right. be honest. Yeah. Media and just you know, some people just be people just love to hate. But um, now I'm thinking like all time. I like J Cole. J Cole,
2: like, mm, Cole that, World. That, yeah, I'm always I'm, like, I'm always on him in the in the gym. J Cole, he I, he, he gets me focused. Yeah. I feel like uh, J. Cole when J. Cole <laughs>
1: made a track for every like yeah. situation in my life. Like, there's a, a relatable track that J. Cole will make for
2: mm-hmm. every part of your life. It's crazy. That's fact. I, I definitely like J. Cole, man. He's 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 dope. Uh,
0: yeah, so my next question is I gotta ask you this, like, all time, like who you got in your top five? Woo. Top five, top five, That's That's five a top question,
2: five. Tough
1: question, man. I'm yes, i You gotta start you gotta start out with Dylon. Yeah
2: I got I gotta go. J number one. <laughs> there we go. Ain't trying to hear it. I know you, <laughs> I mean, I know you ain't trying to hear it, but longevity. My, yeah, my you roof. can't. You can't. It's, uh, it's, out of your work. It's hard, man. Yeah. You know, I got J. I got Nas. I got Biggie. Um, three. He's my other to rock him? Oof. I have to go with Rock him. Um, he could be two for me, but you know, pop, it's, pop. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's rock, in there. Rock, rock him. Rock him. So pop, legendary. Rock is. Pac is man, but he's five for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell you why he's five. Okay. He got he got he just ain't lived long enough. Man, That's true. Know? Yeah. He ain't lived long enough. But his music that he did put out he that he died when he was 25. Imagine that. You know, Imagine him getting the 30. <laughs> so, we, right that output is uh, just output talk about work crazy. ethic. What what do I do? I listen to a lot of Pac uh, in the gym. It was Fair funny enough. when I we some Machiavelli. Yeah, probably. I hear that No no
1: you're fine In our last event uh, We had to ask a couple of questions uh, To people And we were giving them A couple of hip hop debates One of them being If they had to choose between uh, Nas uh, Biggie Tupac Or Jay Z mm-hmm. And if one of them had to go um, Which one would they choose And some A lot of the people responded And They were saying the same thing About Biggie Because of his body of work too And some were it was funny because some people rocked with the East East Coast. Some people rocked with the West Coast. Um, so it was very interesting to kind of hear their response. So right. if someone were to ask you that question, which I think we, we know the answer, who would you
2: who would have to go? So who was who was the choices again? Jay-Z, Jay-Z Nas, Nas Sue, Pac and Biggie and Biggie and one got to go. That ain't good or just got to go?
1: No, just never. Oh, I want to listen to. No, just never existed.
2: Yeah. Ah, that's tough because I would, I would probably say Jay-Z. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would got say rid- Jay-Z. I got rid of his
2: goat. <laughs> I, I would get rid of him. How come? And that's only because I want to listen to the Pac and Biggie more. Yeah. I want to see what they can bring to the table. That's Not that J- I don't like Jay-Z. It's just I want to hear more of them.
1: That's legit. That's legit. <laughs> it would have been really interesting to see, like, pock and biggie right now especially like transitioning into like the trap era of like hip-hop and how the sound would have been way different that's what i right. always wonder how how they would have like kind of transitioned into the new sound um right. versus like just the 90s and 2000s era
2: yeah i think the 90s 2000s were more geared to women you mm-hmm. know even pock said it make music for the women and the uh, will come right yeah yep and that's what happened you know he ended up being, you know, a lot of singing on, on vocals. Yeah. You know, things like that happened as far as, you know, late nineties, you know, when Biggie, Biggie, you know, was added here, you know, we got <laughs> 50 cent, you know, he started singing on the track, yep. you know, uh, Ja Rule. Yep, That's it. That was hit. You know, he <laughs> total, yeah. you know, that was, that was hit. Uh, the when harmonies Biggie. was coming in. Right. So the R&B hit, hit mixed with the hip hop. That's when we, you know, he just, you smoothed out. Like, uh-huh. Yes. That's that's like that. Not no more NWA. We like this. Yep. We in the club like Yeah. Yeah, word. <laughs> that's the you know, that's the R and B mixed with the hip hop. And we love that. Like right now it's different. You got you got trap music, you got drill business, so it ain't none of that. Yeah. You know, so things done change. Things done change. Chris Brown trying to keep us alive though. <laughs> oh yeah. So
0: that's, that's that's Willie's favorite, Chris Brown. Yeah,
2: <laughs> he's old. He, he's ahead of his time. He's he's old school. Yeah, I like I different. like Chris Brown.
0: Oh, I, you know, as you know, uh, a big thing about you know our podcast is self development, right. reading, and learning, and things of that nature. Any books that you can say that you read that have changed your life or helped you in any type of way? Technology
2: books. Yeah. What what I'm I'm big what, on technology. Uh, Cisco CCNA. Um, I, I read that over and over and again I'm not I'm not certified but okay you know Cisco cNA is the backbone of the internet the networks you know That's how facts. everything works you know DNS how do you get on the internet mm, how yeah. do you secure the internet all that you know helped me out you know where you know as far as overall infrastructure things like that uh, anything Cisco anything um, storage you um, all those type of books James Patterson books Which is not technical books. Yeah, yeah I love James Patterson um,
0: That man's work rate is insane yeah, his work rate is crazy The amount of books This man publishes Yeah so. Consistently
2: <laughs> Hit after hit after yeah. hit Like he don't miss Right So, yeah I mean, I'm, I'm a big You know, if I'm reading a book It's probably a technology book yeah. You know, something Something technology related You know, but, I'm, not, but I, I'm not a book I'm not a bookworm But
0: But I love that Because I feel like Um there needs to be some sort of obsession over stuff that you're into like Mm -hmm, you should mm -hmm. constantly be a student yeah you know and it's not about school and classrooms Uh, i always say you know the best learning happens outside the classroom i done gave my best lessons and learned the most roaming around these streets than than in any classroom but you know there, there needs to be an obsession with what you're into so even like you know on the tech side those out there in technology you know take heed to that they He's always still learning, and something I've always told my students too like, you're always going to be learning for life. And I'm like, if Denzel Washington is still consistently taking acting lessons, who do you think you
2: are that you got a degree and you know everything? Facts. Yeah, yeah. that's a fact. So, <laughs> yeah, and um, I'm always, you know, I'm always learning, you know, it's, it's, and I'm learning other things. I like, I like to learn how to cook things like that. Like I said, you know, it's other things, you know, trucking, you know, I have a couple of trucks right now. Yeah. Um, so I, I, you know, I was I dwell in and out of trucking, you know, once every other year. <laughs> so, you <laughs> know, it, it's, it's something I'm, I'm passionate about. You know, the industry is always changing. Right now, it's, it's really not a good time, but it's, you know, it's, uh, it's a learning curve, right? So.
0: Yeah, and then uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you about, um, as far as like education, I, I saw that you did some presentations in some school recently. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, like. How did that go for you? Are you looking to do some more of that? Because I feel like with what you have to offer, you know, we're going to be able to reach people with our platform. But I feel like I feel like it's so important for you to be in more spaces, especially home. Right. Because the youth needs to learn more about this. And again, nothing against sports, but they also need to know that, you know, like very small percentage of you are going to make it out. Like you said, you should have something that you're also
2: working on with that same tenacity. I could also make you a living yeah absolutely i feel like you know um i've done a lot of teaching i mean i might not put it on social media yeah it's not my first rodeo you know when i did that you know i, I just don't put it out there as much as people yeah. think or they know where uh, but for the most part i've done a lot of that you know i've done it in you know california i've done a lot in new york I, I spoke at a lot of brooklyn schools mm. um just being with you know different companies microsoft being with City of New York, we used mm. to go to schools once a week and speak to kids about technology. I mean, it wasn't—it wasn't on social media, but yeah, yeah. we did it right. Just because it's not on social media, Word. people don't realize it. I've been but, doing that for years. You know, no, locally, yeah, I could be more active. I definitely want to be more active locally. Um, you know, something I, you know, I strive for. You know, as a minority. We're only, you know, we got, we're about 4.8% in technology. Um, hmm. So we definitely. That's the opportunity. So we definitely, nice. you know, around here it's more about sports. Yep. You you make it in sports. You push AAU, AAU. AAU. What yep. I feel like we're missing, we're lacking is what are you going to do if you don't make it in, in the NBA or NFL? Yeah. Technology is a great way to get, you know, uh, get, you know, a degree It's a a gateway out of, you know, poverty. You know, it's it's high paying. Um, The skills is there. I mean, people feel like, you know, it's hard to do. You know, at the end of the day, I know I have, I work with a lot of Indian, you know, colleagues Mm -hmm. and their AAU (laughs) is programming, you know, technology. Hackathons. Hackathons. (laughs) That's what they do. Cybersecurity. They grow up five, six years old. They go instead of AAU and go on the, Yep. You know, Little League Basketball, they go to Little League Technology Camps. Yep. You know, and, and they're represented now in the U.S. probably 80%. Yeah, They're in the highest tax bracket above, you know, Caucasians. Yep. They're, at, they're number one. And that the reason is they're bring, we're bringing them over here for technology. Yep. We're sending our work to India yep. for technology. But we're That's lacking nice. that, you know. And people don't, you know, these kids don't realize because all they see is NBA players NFL players they want to, yep. they want to do this they, at the end of the day you know a lot of more there's more technology millionaires than there are sports millionaires uh, that's
0: big fat and to think about <laughs> it all these folks doing sports are all using technology they all got phones they're right. creating clips mm-hmm. you know it's one thing to create a clip but why are you creating and developing the software behind that
1: not not only that but when you look at e- ESPN everything is stats and da- data yeah. So the people behind that, collecting all of that, and even when you're looking at it, all of the technology that's involved in calculating these shots and calculating everything, every move of every player, yeah. there's certain even uh, fields and certain um, venues that have technology implemented within yeah. the whole space to be able to do all of that. Yeah. Right. And that's the stuff that people really don't see behind the scenes.
2: Yeah, and that's data analysis. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, data analysis is where you're taking pictures. If this guy is practicing, he's going, you know, if a quarterback is throwing uh, out, if he does that 100 times in, in training camp, they're taking pictures of that. They're yeah. going so, to say, well, how fast he's getting rid of that ball. Yep. Yeah. Where's the receiver going to make his break? If, you know, if he makes his break too late, we want him yeah. to go upfield. So, they're taking pictures of that. They're analyzing that. You have people in the background. And technology that's you know interpreting all of interpreting it. all that to you know to basically create plays and things like that yeah on the back end
1: that's awesome yeah.
2: I, I love i love data analysis. So
0: i love taking raw data and looking at it and be like oh okay this would make sense if we do this this is that. right it was yeah. like mad scientist mode. it's underrated yeah. super it's underrated.
1: underrated so we are coming to the conclusion of the show but before we close out uh we want to say do you have any last comments Or any last advice that you would give uh, to a younger dentist out there?
2: Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, just coming in this field, uh, it could be overwhelming, you know, Um, you know, if I was, like I said, if I was coming in this field, you know, I I would really focus on one type of technology that you want to focus on. Once you get into the industry, now you can branch out, right? But Mm -hmm. you really, there's so many different ways to go. Uh, in technology like cybersecurity, networking storage you know you got database you got uh, sales you really want to hone on a one 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 technology and then pretty much once you're in now you can branch out branch right up. focus on on one type of technology right so how can folks follow you
0: where can they get more information
2: I'm on LinkedIn um, you can search for Dennis Riddick uh, that's my main platform where I use, you know, as far as, you know, work, things like that. If, 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 if you want to uh, link up with me, we can do a Calendly, you know, we set, we'll set up a meeting. Um, if you want to get some information, one-on-one, things like that. Uh, LinkedIn is the best way to reach me. Um, I do have Instagram. I'm at Riddick Tech. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, I post some jewels on, on my story once in a while You know, once a week, things like that, where if you're trying to get in technology, I try to help you out that way as well. It's more personal for me, but at the end of the day, like I said, you can reach me on LinkedIn. Um, just search for me on uh at Dennis Riddick. So I gotta I can't let this end just off of that.
0: (laughs) So back in the day, you know, we you and I, uh, you know, we used to talk hoops a lot. Right. We got to watch a lot of the finals with uh you know, Heat versus sport, Spurs back in uh what year, was that 2013? So, I mm-hmm. can't let you slide without figuring out, and I want you to tell the people, like, who's the goat in hoops? MJ. Michael Jordan, <laughs> baby. I, 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 I had to ask. You heard it.
2: <laughs> M- MJ's the goat. MJ's the goat. So, no LeBron love. I love LeBron. <laughs> That's my man. But MJ's the goat. My dog. MJ's the goat. I yeah. love LeBron though. Yeah, yeah. You know, I remember. <laughs> LeBron, LeBron different. Like he, he's he just, is different. He's big, six eight, six nine. He, he can shoot it. He, you know, he can, he'll run you over and play D. So yeah. Um, but it's just you know, I grew up watching the Michael Jordan. Killer. Uh, so it's, it's that's <laughs> we ain't gonna debate that right now. <laughs> I hear that.
0: I hear that. Yeah, I always see that on the line. Everybody loves uh, to had to debate. You know what I mean? So, but Yeah, it's
2: a good debate. I mean, I, I like... It's all in front That's fun where the data me. comes in for everyone. That's where the data comes in. Everybody's... <laughs> stats, stats,
0: stats, stats. Every,
2: everybody's analysis. Yo, you know, yeah. Data analysis when it comes to them, too. It's, it's, uh-huh. it's, it's crazy. Regurgitating ESPN all day. Right.
1: So... Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Empower 610. Make sure that if you're watching this from YouTube to subscribe.
0: And... Streaming platforms coming soon.